be junkies. They love high energy. What we want to save them from is effort. They tend to be a little lazy sometimes. Okay? They love testimonials and incentives. But what really spins their wheels are big ideas. Whether they work or not, who cares? But the bigger the idea, the flashier the idea, the more creative the idea, they are all over it. That's what excites them. Now, whether it works or not, leave that to the sensors to figure out. Okay? They love enthusiasm. What did your pace be with an Ina? You got it. You know why? Ina is a little ADD. Right? It's true. Ina, if, you, if you're dealing with a nonlinear thinker and they are from here to here to here and you're just like this trying to figure out, you know, the thinker's like this trying to figure out all that, you're dealing with an Ina. And if you're with somebody that has all this energy and the energy tends to be a little bouncy, chances are you're dealing with an Ina. But boy, when we can take an Ina and teach Ina how to ground his or her energy, you've got one powerful communicator. One powerful communicator. Ina's love interaction. So when you're dealing with an Ina, you must allow lots of time for interaction. Now, you know, Theodore hates that. So those of you all who have sat through some of these seminars that are very, or workshops that are very interactive, if you're Theodore, you want to climb under the table, boy, Ina can't get enough of it. <laughs> but what Ina hates is, is that he's up here doing all the talking and she's not getting an opportunity to say something because she's always got something to say. Right? Ina's tend to be um, all about fun, all about drama, all about being play, playful. They get their security from others' approval. They love applause. They are fabulous in persuading and brainstorming, of course. only makes sense. Their weaknesses are that they, they can tend to be disorganized and careless if they aren't careful. Now, what irks them more than anything else is routine. Make sense? So, what did we just see? What upsets Theodore more than anything else? An unmanned cannon. What is Ina? Woo! Right? And what upsets Ina more than anything else? Process, routine, procedures. So these two will often be at odds with each other. Can often be at odds. So in the workplace, you will see folks rubbing up a little bit there. Okay? Their biggest fear, what will keep Ina up at night, is losing prestige. And as you would imagine, she just loves recognition. Okay? Do you feel like you had a feel for Ina? Okay? How many Inas in the room? Uh, of course. Of course. Absolutely. Absolutely. Makes sense. Makes sense. Let's look at some generalities, okay? These folks on the top part of the spectrum, our thinkers and our sensors, they tend to be more results-oriented, process and results-oriented, whereas our Felicia's and Einer's tend to be more people-oriented. Okay? Samuel's and Ina's tend to be more extroverted as a general rule. Very general rule. Please know this. Whereas Theodore's and Felicia's can tend to be a little more introverted. Right? Theodore's and Samuel's are highly organized. Felicia's and, and Ina's can tend not to be quite as organized. 
Again, blaring generalization. And please remember that each of us had bits and pieces of these within us. In the Berkman system, they assign colors to each of these, and they actually graph where you are. So, for instance, I'm in between Samuel and Ina, so I'm down here, right? And you do shift, you do train yourself. What's so interesting about this is, and I love this stuff, is those of us that get to midlife, midlife, whatever that is these days, but when we get to midlife, what we tend to do is we tend to get jazzed in our weakest area. So in my 20s and 30s, I was a Samuel C. sensor from H-E-L-L. And what I have now, my real interest, is embracing more of my feeling side. And I go to the movies now and cry like a little girl. <laughs> and it's really amazing, and that's what we find a lot of times, is we find our spirituality, we find our being jazzed, we find some of the juice in life in our weakest area. So know that you will have bits and pieces of all of these within you. Within you. Some of you all will be more towards the middle, and it's harder to identify. I do a lot of work with fundraisers, professional fundraisers. And man, they are chameleons, right? That's why many of them are so good at what they do. And they're so used to flexing their style that some of them have lost their way and not sure where they really fall. That a lot of times they really come into the middle with that. Did everybody, does everybody kind of have a feel of what they are? Okay. Again, if you're not sure what you are and you're here with a coworker, ask them because they'll nail you. Chances are they'll be able to nail you. Um, in life, this is important. In life, we are either pain avoiders or pleasure seekers. Think about this. Our orientation is either to avoid pain or seek pleasure. Pretty cool when you think about it. Okay, so would... And the ones that are real easy, would Theodore be a pain avoider or pleasure seeker? Pain avoider, hello. How about Ina? Pleasure seeker. These two are a little bit more murky, but what research says, and in most cases, our Samuel C. Sensor is a pleasure seeker, and our Felicia Feeler is a pain avoider. I don't think they're quite as obvious as the other two, though. The other two I feel a lot more comfortable with. Now, does anybody in the workplace, if you're able to identify your style, was anybody able to identify somebody that they've dealt with before they've rubbed up against that was the opposite style that we talked about? It's kind of interesting, isn't it? What's so interesting is, is that many, many times, who do we date and marry? Go figure. Go figure. And it's, the reason why we do that, it's called projection. So as a Samuel C. Sensor, most of my life, I have dated Felicia Feelers. Now, I absolutely fell in love with them to begin with, and then they worked my last nerve, right? And what happens is, is a lot of times we are attracted to that area that is our weakest part. It's called projection. It's a psychological term. And so when we learn to come back and to pull up and to embrace that area and own it again, then we don't have to project it onto another person. For instance, I used to be highly attracted to people who were very creative and very gentle, two areas that I just wasn't very strong in. And now I take art, and now I'm really, and I paint, and now I'm really working on becoming a more gentle person, so I have taken those back, and I don't have to project them onto other people. So something kind of cool to think about. So remember that if ever somebody is turning you off or making you angry, 
That's projection. Take a look. If you react strongly to somebody else's life's a wonderful empathetic mirror that we can learn a lot about ourselves if we just pay attention. If you meet somebody and they are working your last nerve, look at what bothers you. For me, I meet somebody that's rude or insensitive. They work my last nerve. Well, you know what? I'm a little rude and insensitive myself. So I've had to own that. The same goes for when we're highly attracted to somebody like I was, people that were creative and gentle. That was a part of myself that I need to reclaim. Enough of psychology. You didn't know you were going to therapy, did you? But I do love this stuff. Okay. Let's talk about style compliments, okay? Let's talk about who comp we talked about who rubs up against who, okay? Let's talk about who works well with who. And let me give you a couple of stories. For who was the person that I went, you know, I told you I hired Julie to build morale. Who would I have hired to help me with sales? Ina. His name is Rick Gove. And Rick was an Ina intuitor and good old boy from Georgia. We would, and I swear to you, this is just fascinating to me, we would go into a prospect's office. So say you were going into a new board member or just somebody that you've not met before. We would walk in as a team into that prospect's office and the eye contact of that prospect would immediately go to either Rick or to me before we even opened our mouth. They would sense whether we were people, people, or whether we, I mean, people, people, or whether we were results oriented. They sensed. And Rick and I were highly trained in this. If the eyes went to Rick, my ego was out of it. I started taking notes. Rick slapped his feet up on the table and asked him about the wife and kids. Right? If the eye contact came to me, Rick took notes. I leaned across the table, grabbed the person by the necktie, and said, This is what we're going to do for you. <laughs> right? We were a fabulous team in sales because of that. Sensors do very well with intuitors. Why? Sensors are sometimes so down in the weeds, checking things off their to-do list, that we forget to get up there and see the big picture and see all the possibilities. Whereas Ina is all about the possibilities, but not about making them happen. So the two of them can make a fabulous, fabulous, fabulous team. Okay? Same with Theodore and Felicia. It only makes sense. Theodore's people skills aren't going to be that good, probably, right? And Ina's probably not going to be that good in all that mechanical kind of stuff, and they tend to make a very good team a lot of times. So look for teaming, and you saw what I did with Julie, too. Look, and this is why it's important when you're building your staff or building volunteer teams, be thinking about, learn to talk in these language, and be thinking about making sure that you have representations of all these people on your team, because you know what? Your constituents are representing all these folks in most cases. So it's important. And again, you know, entire organizations, if you are running the Association for Engineers, you're probably dealing with a bunch of, of thinkers, which is great. You already know. So, okay. Oh, who would be direct? Who would be somebody that would tell you what's on their mind? Right. What about Ina? Ina's a blurter, you know, she might, or he might blurt something out. But is Theodore or Felicia going to tell you what's on their mind? No. So these folks are going to tend to be pretty direct. These folks are going to be somewhat indirect, right? Um, who is going to be real open with, with letting you know who they are with self-disclosure? Yeah, and Ina. For different reasons. 
for different reasons, whereas these two are going to be more closed. Okay, so let me ask you this. If you were to meet somebody for the first time, what are some things that you would want to look for to figure out what, whether or not, to figure out what style they are? What are some things that you would look at now? Dress? Their office? We give you a clue. How friendly they are, how warm and engaging they are. What you will find is the sensors can 